Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Disney executives are teasing three to four MCU films a year. Falcon and the Winter Soldier has officially started production, and Verizon is giving its users a year of Disney Plus for free. For free! Screw you, Verizon. I'm on 18. Oh, wait, no. I'm on Verizon. <laughs> All that right after this ad we have no control over. <laughs> but wait. I already paid for Disney Plus. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Uh, we're going to start the show this week the way we do every week now with a five star review. What we got, Jeff Randall? John Hyde says, This is the reason the Earth should be saved. Wow. That's a good that's, that's subject. A, that's a big subject line for that's a, a five-star review statement. of this podcast. Yeah. I don't agree, but I'll hear him out. <laughs> I'll thank him. He says, thanks so much, guys. You bring so much to the topic of Marvel and bring in great insights. It's great to listen to this podcast whenever. It has really helped me as a person to look at all sides of everything. You bring in deep messages, insight, and laughter to me all the time. Keep up the great work. Wow. Thank you, John. That is incredibly kind. Incredibly, incredibly kind. Thank you. Um, that's really cool. I don't. Uh, I, I feel like we don't even deserve that kind of praise. Like that, we yeah. make him think about things because I don't feel like we're necessarily the most insightful. But we try. We try. You know, <laughs> if we're looking at all sides of things, what does he want out of this? Why is he sending us this message? Uh, I, I don't go that deep, man. Okay. That's <laughs> I fair. just appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, John, for real. All right. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah? Why so exhausted? I got a sinus infection again because Florida is all like, hey, you know what you should like more of? Pollen in your nose. Here you go. Damn. So That sucks. Yeah, I'm coming off of that, and the time change has me all screwed up, and traffic <laughs> you got an, down you here got an is... extra hour. Don't complain about the time change. No, 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 Get no. an extra hour. I work very late, so the extra hour means I have to stay later than usual. You just mean till the darkness, later, darker than usual. Well, later in the day than I'm than I'm used to staying, so I'm I'm feeling more exhausted by the day end. Okay, yeah. and then you know traffic down here. It's been like a two hour drive to and from work every day. Oh, that's awful. Lately, it has been the worst. That sounds awful. Um, I am also exhausted, but it's really my own fault. It's completely elective exhaustion. Um, oh, well, one part that's, well, I guess it's elective, but yesterday I got ADHD testing um, because I think I figured that out about myself at, at, when, at 36. So I went and got tested for it. Uh, but by the way, if you ever get tested for ADHD, the way they do it is they put you in a room and make you do things that are hard for ADHD people to do until you get so frustrated you can't do them. And that is a very frustrating four-hour process. <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean? I still I still am like, my brain feels fried from four hours of just like purely doing the tasks I'm not well-equipped to do. Uh, they're like, you go in there and you're like, they're like, I'm really bad at focus. And they're like, oh yeah, prove it. And it is awful. It is truly awful. <laughs> Um, but in, tr in my true ADHD fashion, it, it, one of the traits of ADHD is you 
tend to focus on one thing, whether it's a thing you should focus on or not, you just yep. get like hyper focused on one thing. It's really hard. It, it, you, you go through between times of not being able to focus and times being able to only focus on one thing, whether it's something you should or not. Yep. And I'm in the middle of that right now and I'm kind of embracing it because I'm enjoying it so much. Hyper focusing on the one thing. Yes. And that thing is, so for the Marvel, for the uh, Star Trek universe podcast, we are doing a Picard primer right now. You know, they're, they're put out the new show Picard, Star Trek Picard, yeah. going to bring back Patrick Stewart as Picard. So we're doing yes. a Picard primer where we're doing these 14 episodes leading up to the Picard show of like 14 of the most key episodes that we think are going to be important to the new show. So you're hyper-focused on just watching Star Trek. Well, yes, but th- that, th- that wasn't enough for me. That wasn't enough for me. So I was, I was doing it, and I suddenly popped into my head that I should write a song about this one. Oh. So I did. And now I don't know if I'm going to make it because I don't know if my brain can focus for that long, but I have started writing songs for all 14 episodes that we're covering. So now oh our God. podcast, when I'm, like, I'm recording like full versions of these songs with drums and bass and guitars and keyboards and just like going all out. So I am putting, I'm basically writing an album and recording it for Star Trek Picard, like, like in preparation for Star Trek Picard. It's dumb. I shouldn't be doing it, but I am. And I'm actually really excited about it, but like, I can't stop. I'm real, I'm real hyper-focused on it right now. Can you name the album John Luke? I mean, I could, but I think I'm going to name it Earl Grey Hot. Oh, that's a good one. Which is how he likes his tea. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just naming it Earl Grey Hot. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good, I think. Um, yeah. But, I'm, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll, the, the first song is about Data and how he's not, he's, it's like his anthem that the Federation doesn't own him. He's a, he's a person too. And I really love it. I really want to like do it live and have people be like, <laughs> you don't own me. No, you don't own me. It's like a, it's like a punk anthem. I'm so oh, pumped. Man. And the funny thing is that you guys on the MCU cast are the first people I'm telling about this. I've been working on it since we recorded our last Star Trek episode and I haven't recorded another star trek episode yet star trek universe podcast so you you guys are knowing about it before the people who listen to that show (laughs) you guys are our insiders uh yeah so i am really pumped about that (laughs) and spending (laughs) way i'm i'm in a good season for it because we just didn't finish wedding season so i don't have any weddings coming up yep and there's no MCU content that's new for a few months. Yes. And we just took a break from the Orville Universe podcast. So instead of having any free time on my hands or having a life, I decided to just pour myself into writing a Star Trek album. What is my problem? <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's what oh, I'm doing. If you, if, oh. By the way, if you've never liked Star Trek before and you haven't checked out our Star Trek Universe podcast because you don't like it or you don't know what to like, because there's a lot of Star Trek and... Like twenty five percent of it is really good. Um, <laughs> All right. No, there, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's also a lot of shitty stuff. And I have friends who like have only seen shitty episodes of Star Trek, and they're like, "Oh no, I've seen that. I saw this episode where this happens." And you're like, "No, that's just because that's bad. That's a bad episode you saw." Um, we're doing this Picard primer, and we're basically trying to stick to only the good episodes. Um, and it's it's in preparation for a, the new show Picard that is coming out. So if you want to get into Picard, if you want to if you want to try out Star Trek, I really think that watching these fourteen episodes with us would actually be a really good way to do it. So if you if you're interested in it, 
there's no MCU content. You want to check out another huge universe, but you want like dabble your toe in it instead of starting from the beginning. This is a really cool way to do it. So Star Trek universe podcast. We'll be doing that the next like 14 weeks <laughs> and you can skip the neutrals on episode. I didn't like that one. I'm really interested to see what your uh, what your your song take is going to be on uh, when Picard got uh, assimilated. Oh, I already wrote it. Yeah, uh, no, that, I'm, that episode's I'm really called interested in that. Best of Both Worlds, right? And uh, I put it I put it from Riker's perspective because that episode is really from Riker's perspective, and so it's a song about his mentor becoming his enemy and how he he has to now face down his enemy. He's faced down his mentor as his enemy. Man, it's pretty good. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> it's pretty heavy stuff, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm interested in this album now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was only mildly interested before, just like as a friend, but now I'm like, I think I want to check that out. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'm really I'm really pumped about it. Okay. So let's get to MCU talk. Yeah. Uh we're we're in a middle a middle of a MCU desert, but we've got a few news morsels to sustain us. A little oasis of news <laughs> in the desert. A wayside. Um, that's not how yeah. you would say that at all. Let's go. What, what's, <laughs> what's the news, Jeff? What's the haps? The haps? Uh, I, you know, I'm not hip enough for that, but I'll tell you what uh, What Alan Horn said. Yeah, this is crazy. So we all know that Kevin Feige is like the greatest man to have graced the face of the planet, right? Yeah, of course. Obviously, obviously. So <laughs> There's some religions that would disagree with you, but I don't. <laughs> I don't subscribe to them, so <laughs> whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, man. No, Kevin Feige is not the new religion. Anyway, uh, so Kevin Feige got put in charge of pretty much everything that was that's Marvel TV and Marvel uh, uh, cinematic. All of it. All of it. He got put in charge of all of it. All of the creative content. So the, the, the co-chairman of Disney has said in an interview that Feige is... You know, he's working away. That, that's direct quote. Kevin Feige is working away. He will be making three or four a year, and they are very different from one another, so we'll see. He's talking about three or four Marvel movies a year. Like, we were excited that 2021 is coming up, and there are going to be four releases, and one of them is going to be Spider-Man. But he's talking about that continuing, and that being the new norm. Yeah, we, we've all been a little uh, interested and slash worried about what was going to happen to the MCU after after Endgame, and you know they had ramped up slowly, you know one two a year until yep. they were finally doing three a year toward the end of uh, the Infinity Saga, but it, it really seems like they're going to. Ju- I mean, they're they're definitely taking twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, the last half, and twenty twenty are going to be the lo- slower years for sure. They're doing two movies in twenty twenty and one series. Uh, well, one new series. They're finishing up Runaways and Agents of Shield. So it's kind of like the last gasp of those all those other shows that were being run by. Was it Bob Iger who was running the TV division? Who was running? No, no, who, no, it was no Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff who Loeb has recently left Marvel. Yes. So we're we're, we're getting you know. A whole new set of things coming in, and it just seems like they're going to jump right back in in 2021. But I, I, as much as I'm sad for our podcast that we're lacking content this year, I'm actually really excited for the sort of breathing room they're allowing, because I do think that Marvel could have continued at for, for a year at that pace and might have burnt the audience out. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I feel like... I feel like this is more of just a breather for everybody to kind of emotionally reset after after the Infinity Saga, especially after Endgame. Because yeah, absolutely. You know, 
with us being just like weeping people, uh, I don't know what kind of people, but just weeping people in the middle of the theater, the entirety of that movie, like there's, there's a lot of emotions that are still there that need to just be aired out. You know, like we need to put a big fan, like what they had in gym class. You remember the big fan in the gymnasium? <laughs> yeah, man. We wanted those in every theater just to kind of air it all out, like <laughs> dry it out, clean up the tears. There's that. And we talk about it all the time. When you, when you make a series like the MCU, has made you're constantly ramping up you're always moving towards something bigger and bigger and bigger and endgame was the biggest thing biggest cinema event in history and to be able to now continue to tell stories they have to bring it down to something smaller and so i think for the sake of the hype they really needed a gap and they took this gap, and they're letting it rest, and then they're going to come back strong. Uh, and then the, all those movies will be so exciting because we haven't seen these characters in a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be a little bit of drought, and then I, I can't even imagine. I'm, I mean, I'm sad that this drought exists, but I can't imagine the excitement I'm going to have in, you know, a few, a couple of years when the next, when the big stuff's coming out again. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like, thinking on it, we're talking about, you know, next year... Uh, being a little bit of a drought, and then the big year coming up after that being 2021. Uh, if you look at the Netflix timeline, that kind of lines up with those characters being able to be shown on any other format. Oh, yeah. According oh, yeah. to the Netflix agreement. Man, if they, if they brought in those Netflix characters to the movies, they absolutely would fit, uh, particularly Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil, especially as... Matt Murdock, you know, Matt Murdock yeah. combining and, and, uh, Fisk, like those characters need to be on the big screen. I need they it. Really and, do. Punisher too. Pun oh, God, I want him so bad. <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, there's a rumor that Iron Fist is going to be introduced through the Shang-Chi movie. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> why did they choose that one? I like, don't, I don't know. <laughs> why did they take a thing? I was so excited about and shit on it. I mean, sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I I feel I feel bad about it. What I just said, uh, I take it back. Um, <laughs> Do you though? Can you say I take it back and that just erases things? Oh wait, I Matt, don't... you can edit. Oh, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What's our next story? I feel like that's a good place to leave that story. Oh, man. So talking about what's coming up next year, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has officially begun production, and we are going to see that mid twenty twenty. That is just exciting. Nothing but excitement for that. Straight up excitement. Yup. Yep. I feel like they're starting these, they're doing it right. Like, you know, they started it small with, um, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, and then they made Avengers. I feel like they're kind of doing a similar thing by having these four series that are leading to bigger things in the movies, you know? And I, with Disney Plus is just about to own the world is what's going to happen. Disney already owns all the content, and it's just going to suck up all the oxygen in the room for, for the next <laughs> few years. It's crazy. Yep. And, you know, um, it's funny that you mentioned Iron Man uh, right out of the gate um, as kind of the, the, the jumping off point for everything. You know, uh, recently there was, a, there was an article that I kind of skimmed past that uh, – Somebody said that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the most important thing happening in Marvel next year, uh, even about as important as Iron Man. Ah, man. How insightful am I? You know what? That five-star review was right. <laughs> you know what, John? You nailed it. 
You, you nailed the job. Especially I, for Matt. You're you're correct. I, I, I like I pulled that out of my ass and it was exactly what some, you know, executives are saying on the inside. You know, I just know what I'm doing. I just, I just know what I'm doing. <laughs> just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So are you one of these people that uh, that bought three years of Disney Plus when they had the, the offer for it? No. Um, no? And I felt bad about it until I just yeah. found out I could have gotten a year free on Verizon, and now yes. I feel I, now I feel even worse because I bought a worse deal. I missed the, <laughs> I missed the three years at like four dollars deal. Yep. And I got like a deal that came out a little later that was like whatever five or six bucks a month or something. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate, man, because I I was holding out until uh, basically November eleventh. Uh, and I was going to just sign up for it like a normal person. Um, but then Verizon was just like, hey, bruh, you're such a valued customer that I've decided that you specifically need Disney Plus for a year at no additional cost. Man. And then I was great. like, I was like, guys, you can't just be doing this for me. Like, it's very selfish of me to just take this. And they were like, well, let's let's go ahead and just give it to everybody. Oh, everybody. With Verizon. Yeah, that's so sweet. I'm very generous. That is very generous of you to convince the multi con, multi million dollar conglomerate to do that. Yeah, I mean, love it. I I am a trendsetter and an influencer. Um, I think those are the right words to use. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you're a Verizon wire, wireless customer or Verizon customer in general, I guess uh, go get your free year of Disney Plus. Don't be yeah. dummies like me and Jeff. Or no, Jeff, you got yours, didn't you? Yeah, I got mine. Damn it. Yeah. They haven't sent me the deets yet. But, I feel dumber um, than Jeff now. I keep... Yeah, I, I mean, you were, and now I feel dumber than Jeff. You were just talking about how insightful you were. <laughs> Don't you feel stupid? <laughs> You're right. Keep those expectations low, and I would have done, done better. I just kept the expectations low. <laughs> well, got killed Jeff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, they got a fucking sinus infection. Oh, sorry about that. I'll I'll try not to be funny anymore. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So generous of you. So starting November 12th, you will get a uh, your first year, uh, from what they say, of Disney Plus on us with unlimited or when you switch to FiOS home internet or 5G home internet. Uh, and then it's going to be $6.99 a month after. So Verizon is giving it to the people who are unlimited. That's I am one of those people. Uh, if you've got the Fios home internet or their 5G home internet, you will also qualify for this free year. Um, I think hmm. that they're also including people who switch. So, you know, if you jump on it soonish, you might uh, you might be uh, able to, to get in on that. Neat. I may have to look into the uh, home internet thing. Uh, I actually already have Verizon, so I should just look into that. But, you know, I've been using the same internet company for too long, and I think you just get a better deal when you swap every once in a while. <laughs> you do. Yeah, Either that or like, you, uh, you threaten to swap, and then they're just like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me give you this special deal that we only give to people who just now started with our service. Like, no, that's how much your service costs. Yeah, you've just now doubled it in price over the years for no reason. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we got uh, Ant-Man 3 is coming Ant-Man soon. Ant-Man 3 has been announced, and it's 
it's I mean Michael Douglas is coming back and Love Peyton it. Reed is coming back. Yeah. And Michael Douglas said that uh, they're they're starting filming in January 2021 uh, and they're targeting a 2022 like mid-year release for Ant-Man 3. That's awesome. Did you see Paul Rudd's Halloween costume? I did not. What was his Halloween his costume? His daughter went as the wasp. Okay. And she was walking down the street with actual Ant-Man, but oh he was God. dressed as Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my Paul God. is my favorite troll. Have you seen him on Conan? Have you ever seen the Conan thing that he does? Uh, not... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he... Mac, um, Mac and me thing? Yeah, he... <laughs> He shows a different clip from what what you're expecting because there's something completely it's nothing different than that. He shows the same Mac and Me clip for yep. 20 years on Conan, the same exact Mac and Me clip for 20 years. So every time he's promoting anything, he goes on Conan and shows the same weird ass Mac and Me clip. Oh man, did you see Paul Rudd's um, his episode of Hot Ones? I did. Oh my gosh, he owned. He destroyed it. Yeah, if you guys are not fans of Hot Ones, it's a funny show. It's a internet YouTube show where they have celebrities eat hot wings that are get successively hotter, and they ask them questions. And so it's funny. They're, they're trying to keep their composure, but they're dying. Uh, I actually did the Hot Ones challenge a little while ago. <laughs> we got all those actual sauces and sauced up some wings and, and did it at, Je- uh, at Josh's house. Yeah. Um, we actually live streamed it. It's on my live stream. It's on my Matthew Carroll uh, Matthew Facebook.com slash Matthew Carroll music. You can find a live stream of us for taking an hour and a half to eat 10 wings and like <laughs> all like one of us dying vomited. the whole I time. Say who. One of us vomited. Oh, gross. <laughs> Not on screen. They, they left the room, but it got that bad. It's so hot. Yeah, it's rough. I, I would not be able to handle that. But back to the MCU, Paul Rudd killed on that show. He he got he he was he was awesome. He he ate all the wings and then ate a wing with everything on it. Yeah, he did the ultimate dab. Yeah, it was awesome. And it's it was really funny the whole time. He was just like, I don't want to promote the things that I'm doing. I mean, they're going to promote themselves. Like, I'm just here to talk about us and like have a great time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Paul Rudd is awesome. Yes, yeah, and um, have you? I'll, you know, continuing the Paul Rudd discussion, his new show, uh, Living With Yourself. Oh, I've heard it's really good. On on Netflix is oh, so good. Yeah. So good. I'm too busy watching and ru- watching Star Trek and writing songs about it. The episodes uh, are only like 20 to 30 minutes long. Yeah, I know. And there's only eight of them. I know. <laughs> That's like less than three hours. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay, uh, yeah, no, got, okay. Yeah. Got, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive about Star Trek right now. I understand. Let and I find be. it very ironic that me, the person who waited like months to watch the boys, is telling you, go watch a thing right now. Yeah, yeah, that is ironic. It's almost like you have no self-awareness. I mean, I'm a little aware of me and who I am and where I sit currently. It's on a squeaky chair. You want to hear it? Stop it. Get some effing... Okay, I want to apologize as the man who edits this podcast. Jeff has... I've been telling Jeff for months to buy WD-40 for his chair. (laughs) So... We haven't mentioned it on the cast, but it's now it's been mentioned. Now people are going to notice you have to go get WD-40 for your chair. Yeah, you can't unhear it now. Yeah, you can't. It's awful. Some people probably didn't notice until I said something, and now all they're going to do is notice. So you yeah. got to stay really still. Okay. 
I'll do everything I can to be very still. All right, get that get that core workout. <sighs> okay, so next up in the news. Next uh, up in the news. Crunch, crunch. Uh, Cloak and Dagger is canceled. Damn it. I, I am actually really upset about this. I don't think we mentioned this on a previous episode, and yeah, it's really a bummer. It really is. This is one of the best shows that Marvel has made. It's Especially up there. on freaking broadcast TV. It is the... I, I would say it's probably the best broadcast TV that they've mm. made. Yeah, there there have been moments where Agents of Shield surpassed it, but there's also been moments where it clearly surpassed Agents of Shield. And if, yeah. you, if you took an average of all those moments, I think Cloak and Dagger might edge them out. Cloak and Dagger's really good. Cloak and Dagger's stupid good. And I, I just really hope their appearance on Runaways is able to wrap things up. And it makes me wonder. Okay, if you just slight spoiler alert, it doesn't really matter. At the end of Cloak and Dagger season two, it's not a plot detail really. They get on a bus to drive somewhere, and yeah. now we know they're appearing in Runaways. It <laughs> makes me wonder how long it's actually been canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes me think like, oh, because this show is so New Orleans based. It's so based in the like not only. Uh, the place of New Orleans, but it's also based in the mythology of New Orleans. Yeah, the mythos of of all of the voodoo, or I'm sorry, voodoo stuff that's down there. Like, yeah, it's all wrapped up in that. Yeah, which makes me wonder uh, the fact that they left New Orleans at the end of the season two makes me think maybe they had planned to can- plans to cancel it from the beginning, and maybe we'll get more of them in season three of Runaways than we think. My thought is that they got on a bus to go to Disney Plus. <laughs> I would like that. I really would. Um, this that show particularly, I think. But I don't. I honestly don't think they can hold on to those actors. They're young, hot. Like I mean, hot as in like career hot. But, no, you're but right. also they're both very attractive. Um, and and <laughs> I doubt they're going to be able to hold on to them uh, under contract if if they like change networks and things. I think they'd probably try to get out and do other things if they're going to want them to sit somewhere for two years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they would have to to hold on for two years the same way that that Netflix did. Because is you know, Freeform was, Disney? Does Disney own Freeform? It's ABC Family, is what it used to be. Okay, so they do. So never so mind. There's no contract problem. It, yeah. it, it just they're just canceling it to cancel it. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. So no real hope for a revival of that if they're canceling it with no legal problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm worried. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get more Cloak and Dagger. So that's why I'm really hopeful Runaways. So we're going to have to go back and cover Runaways, the last half of Runaways Season 2, because we never did. And we need to talk it, and then we'll talk uh, Runaways Season 3 when it comes out. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get a lot of Cloak and Dagger in there. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, well, something that gives me hopes is this next story. Keeping around the, uh, the Marvel TV vibe, we've got a story about how one of the directors of an episode of The Punisher... Michael Offer, who directed the episode of The Punisher called My Brother's Keeper, Season 2, Episode 8, uh, he's set to direct episodes of Marvel's Hellstrom in 2020. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. And there's a couple things there. And it's set to run for 10 episodes, which... So there's a couple things that really give me hope here. First off, it gives me hope for the quality of Hellstrom. If they're pulling from directors of The Punisher, yeah. and, and the fact that they're doing 10 episodes makes me think quality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Inhumans was also 10 episodes, so it doesn't always mean quality. <laughs> but a yeah. good director, um, the, the Punisher was just great. The other thing that gives me hope here is if a Feige-controlled... 
TV division is still hiring from a pool of directors used by the Netflix folks. Kind of makes yeah. me feel like, may, you know, it could be that there's just a lot of them because they did a lot of episodes and we're just getting one of them is just being hired to do the show. But it kind of makes me think that maybe there's still some connection there uh, to at least the creative people on the Netflix side. Yeah, yeah, there could well be. I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the um, rumor articles on on places like We Got This Covered where, you know, people say that We Got This Covered is not necessarily the, the most reputable source for uh, for any tv news or movie news but apparently uh on there there's been a lot of talk of uh john bernthal as the punisher will be showing up in mcu movies and charlie cox as matt murdoch daredevil is going to be showing Mm. up in mcu movies sincerely hope that's true absolutely that would be the the best yeah it would be it would be the biggest news this podcast would for a flip out uh I'd probably have to start writing songs about things. <laughs> you you absolutely would. Speaking of that, I, I man, I got to get back to writing songs about Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> um, no, that's just all the news. Uh, so we're going to wrap up. We'll be back in a couple of days with some feed, a feedback episode where we talk a lot of your feedback. Uh, if you are digging this, please mash that subscribe button. If you're not digging this, go give us a five-star review anyway. Uh, for real, guys, we're, we're really trying to push that more. Uh, the five-star reviews, we're, we're learning through starting other podcasts and such how important those five-star reviews are. Um, even if you've done one before, if you did one two years ago and you want to update it, like go over there, throw us a five star review on Apple Podcasts because it really we're learning that it like affects basically it affects the reach of our podcast and how many people can find us. So it really means a lot if you guys can do that, and that's yeah. why we're starting off the show with them this these days. We uh, we've been resting on our laurels real hard. Yeah, we we never asked for five star reviews. I always knew other podcasts did it. We've asked for them a few times, and people have done them. And I'm very thankful. We have like 400 ratings on there, or something crazy. But the thing is, you move up and down the algorithm based on how recent you've gotten reviews. So, oh, okay. so even if we got 400 reviews over the last five and a half years we've been doing this podcast, uh, the more we get now, the more new people find the show. So we'll also be like really giving a push for it when we have new content to talk about. Cause that's when it's even more important. So yeah. we're just, we're, we're trying to mention it more. We'll, we'll probably won't mention it every episode, but we, well, yeah, we will. Cause we're going to try to read one every, as long as we get new ones coming in, we're going to read one every week. But with it being, you know, more recent, we need to spread them out. So not everybody at once, but no, <laughs> no, 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 no. everybody, do everybody do it. <laughs> uh, the more that we get, the better. It really does just, just self feed into itself. Cause more people can find the show. And if more people find the show, we can do more of this show and more other shows. We we have some actually really cool ideas for new spinoff shows we want to start, and we actually might be doing some of them. We've had requests lately. Uh, I've been starting shows with uh, Jason and Matthew, Jason Goss, Matthew West Fox, and David Robertson. I've got three other shows running now, um, and people have been like, "When are you going to start a show with Jeff?" Jeff is very busy, but we do have an idea, and probably early twenty twenty we're probably going to be able to start doing at least some limited series together. So. Yeah, yeah, we're pumped about it. I can uh, I I can find some time to break away from work, but work is like, hey, you should put in like sixty five hours this week. Yeah, man, that's, it was. And, it, yeah, we missed last week because it was just a rough week for you, and that's cool, yeah. man. It's all good. And I, mean, I had to write Star Trek songs all week, so that's you know, fair. It happens. That happens in life. 
And sometimes life throws you lemons. Sometimes life throws you an obsessive need to write music about episodes of Star Trek. You know, I, you know, I I understand. Yeah, I, I knew you would. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back uh, in a couple days with feedback episode. So peace. Until next time, true believers. <laughs> <laughs>